Amen. Good to see all the wonderful, precious people that love Jesus and those that are beginning to find out loving him is the best thing to do. Good to see everybody and everybody that's online. Thank you for joining with us today. Amen. Jesus is awesome. Amen. He's the most awesome person that I've met. He's powerful. He's valid. Ah, oh, he's so into us. Amen. How many was at the marriage seminar this weekend? How many singles? Could, would your singles just stand for a minute that showed up? Sing, all the singles stand. Don't, don't be ashamed. Stand. That's it. You don't want to admit you went to a marriage seminar? We had like five singles there. Amen. And uh, they found out that, wow, this is for everybody. Especially if you're a believer in Jesus, you're married to him, and we're working on our marriage with Jesus as the bride of Christ. Amen. And for some of you that still, oh, one of these days, the bride of Christ and Jesus, they'll marry. No, they're married now. Why? Because there's children being born. He's not an abomination in his own word. Amen. Amen. That marriage took place 2,000 years ago. That's right. And babies started being born. Amen. This born-again experience has everything to do with his seed being in the womb of the body of Christ. Amen. And children being born. And the body of Christ, the church of the living God, is working on her marriage with him today. Amen. And all the principles that are in marriage stem from his creation of covenant marriage. Thank you, Jesus. And so next time we have a marriage seminar, that in, we're inviting all the singles too. Amen. That might be thinking about, which everybody does, if you're thinking about Jesus, there's something about covenant relationship that is top tier. Would y'all agree? And we're talking about that today. Amen. We're talking about the blessing or the blesser. Question mark. The blessing or the blesser. Man, what do you think of when you see that question there? Are you thinking, well, I want to be a blessing to somebody. I want to be a blesser. That's good. I want to be like Jesus, but that's not the topic today. The topic today is what are you going after? The blessing or the blesser? What are you in pursuit of? And I haven't met anybody that doesn't want to be blessed. Everybody wants to be blessed. Amen. We opened up today's service with that invitation to everyone. God wants your marriage blessed. He wants your life blessed. He wants every aspect of your life to have his fingerprint on it. Can you agree? Will we let him is the question. Amen. And that's where the challenge is because my temptation is to go after the blessing. And as soon as I'm blessed like I think I should be, I, can, I might be worthy now to walk with Jesus. Anybody ever thought like that? You know, as soon as I win the lottery, I'm going to bless everybody. Has anybody ever said that before? <laughs> and the temptation doesn't stop, does it? So today, I just want to encourage you with some good news. Amen. The kingdom is yours. Amen. 
But we first must seek him in order for everything in his kingdom to be added to us. Amen. That means health, finances, relationships, top tier. He wants to add everything in his kingdom. And what comes with that is a dynamic, a nature, a character, an atmosphere of righteousness, which is innocence before God, peace and joy. Now, I hadn't met anybody that liked peace and joy. And everybody wants to be innocent. Does anybody like entertaining guilt, shame, regret? Nobody likes entertaining that. And the adversary, our adversary, the accuser of the brethren, he's accusing you and me day and night. And he's screaming all kinds of accusation in our ears. And we're almost convinced. Has anybody ever been convinced you're guilty? Let me, let me give you some good news today. If there's only one good, and that's God, only one that's good, and that's God. That should relax you. <sighs> Quit trying to be good. <laughs> now, I, I went to church today, Pastor, and you need to, you need to help me be, be better than what I am. That's the point. <laughs> only God is good you pursue him and the identity will show up the fruit will show up he's the source this is the good news if you can't take credit for being good where did you get this idea you can take credit for being bad oh the enemy's good at convincing us we're guilty but I was there. I did it. My hands was on it. I said it. <sighs> no, all fruit comes from one or two different sources. Good fruit comes from Jesus. Bad fruit comes from where? Now, we're going to worship one of two masters, correct? Ah. So the moment the spirit of mammon or covetousness, that's what that is, Coveting is the spirit of man. The moment I'm after something because I've got this passion to go after it that's not Jesus, bad fruit shows up. You'll rob the bank. You'll murder. You'll gossip. You'll steal, cheat, and all kinds of stuff. Is that true? And the enemy will convince you you're bad because you was involved in serving him. Isn't it interesting that Jesus don't quit on us and he's not ashamed of us and he loves you no matter where you've been, what you've done. He did demonstrated an act of mercy on our behalf 2,000 years ago, gave his life, spilled his blood so that you and I could freely come to him and lay all the baggage. Anybody want to lay some baggage down today? And if we'll pursue him instead of blessing, we get all the blessings. <laughs> Amen. 
But when I try to pursue the blessing, I get all kinked up and confused and frustrated and wonder, man, I had all these good intentions. Could y'all tell me where Jesus gives any credence to any good intentions? If y'all would, when you find that, let me know where, well, here, the Lord honors good intentions. I can't find it. Anybody been full of good intentions before? Where did we get those ideas from? Now, we got some thinkers here, and we could stop there and have some wonderful conversation. But we're going to forego forego that (laughs) and let Daddy talk to you in your long time, in your dreams, in your visions, because he wants to talk to us and give us some truth that will make us free. Today, we want to focus on what are we going after. Amen. And it's important that you know God don't see you as a failure. He sees you as treasure. You may have a lot of rough on that diamond that he's looking at. But when he gets through with the diamond in the rough, he's going to put it on display. He believes in you. The devil wants you to fail. And so he's got to convince you since he failed and he has no, he can't get back. He wants you to feel what he's feeling. So he puts his feeling on you. And the next thing you know, you're demonstrating his emotions, which is not the nature of God, the character of God. God designed you to open up your spirit and receive him. So with, I mean, I mean, receive him, I mean, spirit and fire, y'all. I'm not talking about, you know, just a, just a, I feel him. You feel what I feel? No. It's awesome that you can feel him because that's the evidence he's knocking on your door. But when you open your door and you let him in, he promises by way of prophetic utterance and through the preached word of God that he will baptize you with spirit and with fire. You won't understand a thing that you're experiencing. You don't give a rip because you're free. You're full of peace. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I know that the one I'm talking about is real and he loves me. And that don't fit in our culture. Everybody wants an explanation. I need to understand. And you've heard it here before. If your need to understand is eating you up, you're not going after him. Because the only thing that pleases him is faith. It's the only thing that can. That's the only way we validate our relationship with him and the trust that he's looking for. Anybody want to trust God? Well, he wants you trusting him, so he'll do things for you, not because you're worthy and you deserve it, but because he loves you. And in return, he's asking for us to just trust him because he's past finding out. There's nothing that we know of and we have in books that can figure God out. His his ability to create, his ability to design, him being the architect that he is, he's our father. You can't figure out how, but yet he wants to include you in on what, what he does and who he is. 
And so he asked for us to be his feet, his hands, and his mouth. Mm -hmm. He wants you to say what he says because when he speaks, it's creative. It's powerful. Darkness flees. Miracles begin to manifest. Ah, but the blessing is waiting on our willingness to do what we heard of a couple of weeks ago. Y'all heard the message on, you know, remain our friends with benefits. Which one? Think about that for a minute. But if we abide in him, he abides in us. And I only say what he's saying, guess what he's getting to do, what he's good at. He's getting to be who he is. And he continues to do what he does through his body. It's amazing what he limited himself to is our availability so he can manifest his lordship and be God. And he's looking for someone that will say what they hear him say, amen, and do what they see him do. But I need to explain that first. And therein is where all the frustration comes, the anxiety, the depression, the guilt, the shame, the doubt. Everything that we're not wired to host, we're hosting it because we're making the wrong decision. We're choosing to go after the blessing instead of the blessor. And y'all, I, I, I qualify to minister this today. I've been guilty. Amen to the guests that are here. Thank you for being here. But you're always going to hear from me if you come here about the guy in the mirror I deal with and how God is setting me free from the guy in the mirror's influence. It's not that there's something wrong with my body yet. It's getting old. But that's not the problem. It's, it's like we heard this weekend. Jimmy Evans started off in our Kool-Aid right off the bat. The next thing you know, we're finding out that we got some baggage. Not that mom and dad meant to be bad. They didn't mean to be bad. They ain't no parents that mean to be bad. It's just that as parents, we got some stuff handed down to us too. And it's just a it's just trickle-down effect, and it's just gets worse. And so we found out that we have some mindsets, some ideas, amen, that are not from heaven. And it, it, it causes this thing called self-will. And to die to my will, I'm going to need some help. I just can't just die to my will because my will is pretty strong. But the Lord said if I'll present it to him and let him come in and he'll sit down with me, he'll show me how to be set free from my stinking thinking, which is iniquity, self-will. Amen? And when I find out that that iniquity is there because I made some promises to me and some vows to me, which may include people, and it, most of the time it does, then releasing people and being set free from the vows that I, I find out that's, that's where my stinking thinking come from. But I think I'm right until the Lord shows me I'm not. And only he can show me and you where we're missing the mark. Is, is that a great? I can't prove a point to anybody. I got a few more minutes today. 
But I just want you to know, I'm not preaching at nobody because I can't prove anything to anyone here. I can tell you some good things that's been happening in my life. And I just know this with all my heart. I know this, that the DNA that, that God has put in all of us, it'll connect on some level. And all of a sudden there's this, oh, that's the truth. I can't explain it, but that's true. And there's hope in it. I don't understand it, but I'm picking up some hope, and I ain't been getting a lot of that lately. I need some hope. And the Lord says, if you can hope, you have faith. Faith is the substance of things. Uh-oh. Anything's possible now. If you can hope, you can get his heart. The moment you hope for something that's like him, and he's in for us being whole, he's in for us being at peace, he's in for us being successful, he's in for us being who he says we are, he's all in on us just being fulfilled. And if you can hope for that and ask, get ready. He's faithful and he's just. He's on time. And he meets us where we open up to him. The moment we feel after him, suddenly he comes to his temple. Suddenly. Does anybody believe Jesus will just all of a sudden just show up just because you decided, I want you, Daddy? What parent would reject their child when they reach up to them? And if we can do that being who we are in the earth, we're finite. What about him? He's infinite. How much better is he than us? And how much more will he reach down and grab us? And all I need is just a little bit of, I hope daddy picks me up today. I'm up. <laughs> I hope daddy will see me. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all kind of evidence. He, his fingerprints on everything I'm doing. He's there. If you make your bed in hell, I'm there. Wherever your torment, wherever your challenge, whatever the circumstances are, wherever you decide that's where you want to be, he ain't stopping. He'll go there with you. Isn't that awesome? That's good news. And yet... I'm like a little spoiled brat. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> as long as it's gimme, gimme you, daddy. Oh, let me, let me help y'all today. We're going to have to forego the notes again. My goodness. Dathan said yesterday, uh, Friday at the creative team meeting, he said, uh, as parents, have you ever felt like you were your children's personal ATM machine. We'll start the altar call now. <laughs> what if, come on parents, you like this one. What if you came in with some gifts for your kids 
and you was going to give them the gifts, and they didn't pay any attention to the gifts. They just run for you. What would that do to you? It's like, oh, my goodness. They didn't go for the gifts. They went for you. Well, that ain't happening with kids, okay. (laughs) That ain't happening because kids are kids on purpose. They're immature. It's mine, mine, mine. Anybody? (laughs) Right? And so... Oh, there's some things that we need to recognize about the reason we will go after the blessing instead of the blesser. Two things important for you to know about that. I was going to share some barriers with you that block us, but I'm going to let the Lord work on that a little bit more with me. Two things you need to be aware of, and we'll talk about the other next week, Lord willing, I think. Number one, is I will seek the blessing because I'm just immature. I'm in diapers, and I need somebody to change my diapers. I need somebody to fill my bottle up so I can get what I need because I'm a baby. Babies are blessed with someone tending to all of their needs. Does God want to tend to my needs as an adult? Yes, he does. Yes. But, you know, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I've done all kinds of stuff like children when I was a child. But when I become a man, I put away childish things. Amen? And it's childish to seek the blessing over the blesser. That's one. Second thing is, we opened up with it, and I didn't know Jimmy Evans was going to do what he did, but he validated this weekend. Second thing is, this is country boy lingo, and this is the way I see it, is the stinking thinking problem. Where did we get our mindsets? And they were handed to us by parents that done their best. There is no such thing from the lens of logic as successful parents. Pause for effect. We're all human, and we make mistakes. I hadn't found a set of parents that did it all right. I found parents that were diligent in trying to do it right, and they went out of bounds in their diligence. And let me just say, eventually the kids are going to have to experience pushback somewhere. You can protect them, but when they get out of the house, life's going to happen. And so we need Jesus as parents, don't we? To find that balance, that current, that flow. Amen. How to make sure we remember they're his heritage and we're stewarding what belongs to him. We need the blesser in our parenting. I don't need, look. If we'll get the blesser as parents, our bank account will be where it belongs. Our health will be where it belongs. Our relationship as a husband and wife will be where it belongs. But if we don't have the blesser, first and foremost, and all we're doing is trying to make it through this life and go to church once a week, it's not going to work. 
Amen? Remember, we don't go to church. We are the church. And it's an everyday thing because we're working on our relationship with our husband as the bride of Christ. Amen? And as sons and daughters, we go from here because we're meeting in the bedroom right now with daddy. And he gets real intimate with his bride. And he puts his seed in our heart and is powerful if you'll open up to him and surrender. Is everybody getting this? I'm not trying to be X-rated, but you need to understand. Jesus is into his wife. He wants his bride all the time. Is anybody tracking? All the time. He can't get enough of his bride. What am I pausing here for now? Think about it. He sees his bride all the time. And what comes from his relationship with his bride is his heritage. Amen. We're designed when we come together to pursue the blesser and to tend to the objective, the vision, the mission, and the purpose of the blesser, our husband, to make sure that the children, amen, are taken care of, they get their diapers changed, and they get their bottle, and we spend time so that they can be discipled into, we tutor and we guard until they can step into sonship. Amen? Is that true? So we're, we're giving our life not to a culture out there that keeps telling us, you need to go after the American dream. Thank God for America. We'll pause and pray for our nation right now, right? right? We should. But the American dream is not the kingdom of God. And I think most of you are finding that out. You don't know what's going to happen now. Next, we need God. And so this iniquity part is real, y'all. Jesus said to many that said to him, he said, there's going to be many say, and they're saying it right now. It's real. Lord, haven't I done this in your name and that in your name and this in your name and done many wonderful works in the late hands of the sick? And, and, and Jesus will say, I, I, I was never joined with you. I never knew you. That's intimately. That new means intimately. You never let me be joined with you. Therefore, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Well, we got that handed down to us. All of us did. Our parents did. We did. We found out. And with that iniquity, we find out what the problem is. And the problem is we had some mindsets and we made some agreements with lies. But we were hurting when we did that. We were hurting. We were beat up. And that agreement included people that were an offense to us. And we made vows that we shouldn't have made. But we did. And we're wondering why we keep pursuing blessing instead of the blesser. Because that iniquity facilitates self-will on a level that resists him. And he'll knock on my door, knock on my door, knock on my door, but my self-will won't let him in. It has a religious idea that supports the door being shut on him. Anybody found out you had some religious lies you was entertaining? You ain't even got to go to church and you got religious lies you're entertaining. 
and it blocks you from enjoying having a growing, maturing relationship with Jesus. And instead of getting truth on a daily basis that make you free, gives you greater peace, more joy, the rivers of living water springing up, and everything you say is just a blessing to everybody. And it's just like, man, I can't, I can't wait to get around them anymore because just, they just keep encouraging. They keep building up. They keep edifying. They keep strengthening everybody. Around. Well, you're hanging out with Jesus because they made the blesser the focus. Instead of, woe is me, the devil's been on my back all week. I barely made it to church. I got here, though. <laughs> Has anybody ever felt like that when you got, my God, it took everything for me to get here? No, everybody's experienced that at one time or another, and we found out that that's not the way the kingdom of God operates. We're not just making it. We're powerful. We have dominion and authority in his name. And he don't just give us his name. He gives us his spirit and fire. Amen. In, in, in um, Genesis chapter 25, you read the story of a man named Jacob. And uh, in Genesis chapter 25, uh, twins were born to to. Isaac and Rebekah. And Isaac loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. We had a problem in the family already. <laughs> got got, got uh, parent issues already. And so that says a lot about why Jacob was the way he was. Mom and dad handed him down some goodies. And Jacob wanted affirmation from his dad, too. But Esau was the pig. And next thing you know, since mama loves Jacob, the most she says, we got to get that birthright. You got to get the blessing. And she joined in with the deception. She joined in with the manipulation and the control. And taught Jacob how to do it. Got him offended with his brother. Got him offended with his daddy. Are y'all tracking? And his brother comes home one day. Now, this is a real brother. Esau comes home one day. He's about to die. He ain't got his spirits by left him. And it was a setup. And Jacob should have got the revelation then, but he just couldn't. He couldn't see. He was blind. And he saw an opportunity to take advantage of his brother. I'll give you something I made. and I'll give you some of my soup. He said, but you're going to have to give me the birthright. And Jacob, for a bowl of soup, gave him the birthright. But there's a problem. Jacob ain't got the blessing yet. A little bit different. Birthright's one thing, but I want the blessing. And the way you get the blessing is you're going to have to have daddy give you the blessing. Jacob can't, I mean, Esau can't give you that. Go to chapter 27. When y'all get a chance, that's your homework. And you get to see how iniquity works and how it'll block you from pursuing the blesser. 
And so the time come, and Esau is now getting on up in years, and he can't see. And he decides, I'm not going to be here but a few more days. Esau, come in. And Rebecca, mama, is overhearing. He said, I need you to go out and get me some venison. I'm going to wait on you. Go get that venison and cook me up what I like, Esau, and I'm going to bless you. Rebecca goes to Jacob and said, I overheard him talking. We got to block this. And she went to work telling him how to do it and telling him, gave him all the details. And he followed her prescription to the letter. And he goes, get some little goats, brings them to her, dressed, and she makes up what she knows Esau loves. But Jacob was a smooth skin young man, while Esau was hairy and manly and had a low growl. Different voice. I'm not saying anything about sissies right now. <laughs> Mamas, let daddy get in their life, put some growl in them. Right? Put the enemy on the run. Amen. Our world's hurting right now because parents are broken and the children are confused. They don't even know who they are. Is that true? Because the blesser is not in the house. I'm not blaming humanity and I'm not blaming schools and government. The enemy does his job well. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? We want the nature of our daddy in every home and every life. Why? Because it brings peace and joy. All this other stuff that we're hearing, it don't bring any peace and joy. It brings more division, more hate, more confusion, right? We want to be where the kingdom of God is manifested, right? Ah, yes. I, I said it, Lord. All right. And so Jacob goes in, and this, by the way, I don't have a lot of hair on my body, so relax. I'm not a sissy. I promise you. Amen. And he goes in to his dad, and he says, I'm back dead from the hunt. He's lying the whole time. I'm back from the hunt. Here's your, here's your venison. And he says, how did you get back so quick? The Lord blessed. I mean, he's he putting God in it and all. This is Jacob, y'all. God chose him. Is anybody wondering if you've been chosen or not? I goofed up. I said, I did. No, there ain't nobody in this room can match up to most of the patriarchs and the things they done. And God loved them. They done some stuff, y'all. And God said, I'm going to pull you out of it and make you mighty. So whatever it is you feel guilt over and shame, let me encourage you. You're only there because we're pursuing the wrong thing. Go for the blesser and watch what happens. Amen. And so he confuses, he manipulates, he lies, and he convinces his dad he's Esau. And he's got goat skins on his hands, on his neck. He's got Esau's clothes on that smell like the field. And, 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 and this is amazing. Isaac is saying, I hear Jacob, and you're telling me you're Esau? Your voice says you're Jacob. Oh, no, dad, it's me. 
trying to put some growl in his throat. He sought the blessing. Now, what it produced in him when you're pursuing the blessing is deception, manipulation, lying, fear. When Esau gets home and he recognizes that his dad can't bless him, but he's blessed Jacob because Jacob lied. I mean, Esau says, I'm going, and he makes the vow, I'm going to kill him. Here goes his iniquity. Brother against brother. Jacob, he's running. Guess when Jacob starts meeting the blesser? At Bethel. He meets the blesser. And he has a dream. And a letter comes down from heaven. And he sees angels ascending and descending. And he gets up the next morning. He recognizes God is in this place. And he decides, I'm going to honor you, Lord, and celebrate you with a tenth of everything that I get. So he's still seeking the blessing. <laughs> he's still after the blessing. But he makes a wise decision. Whatever I get, I'm going to celebrate you because I'm pointing my heart towards you as the blesser. And he started doing that. And the blesser started blessing him. But he's still seeking the blessing when he gets leaves his father's house with two wives and all kinds. Of, so he's blessed now. He's turned his heart to heaven. He's celebrating the Lord with the first, and God is blowing his mind with blessing. Kind of a good scenario, isn't it? He comes back knowing he's got to face his brother Esau. Last time he heard from him, I'm going to kill you. And he meets God at Penel now, and he wrestles with God. Notice what he's wanting when he wrestles with God. I want you to bless me. I ain't letting you go to you. Bless me. Has anybody been like that before? And I'm not saying it's wrong. Amen. To ask God to bless you. Matter of fact, I want to encourage you today. The Lord says that when you desire something, pray and you'll get it. So I want to encourage everybody here today. Start asking for everything you want from heaven. It may not be the good stuff, but ask for everything you can think of you want. Why? Because you'll get to know him. Yeah, no matter what, I know this is messing up somebody's theology right now, but he said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe and you shall receive. Is that what he said? Jesus said that. So anything that you desire, start asking him for it. I want to be sure I ask the right thing. And the enemy's got you confused already, and you don't know him yet. This is what's going to happen. When you start asking for everything that you desire for the Lord, you're going to get to a place in your relationship with him that you stop asking altogether. Because you have the blesser. You're in fellowship with the blesser. Oh, man, you're getting really intimate with the blesser now. And it's just, every, seek ye first the kingdom. The kingdom is the blesser, y'all. The kingdom came 2,000 years ago. Amen? The kingdom showed up. Heaven came to earth 2,000 years ago. And he said to you and I, like he said to his disciples, when he stood nose to nose with them, the works you see me do, greater you're going to do. Well, when's the last time you've done greater stuff than him? I'll tell you when. when. When you let him in his house. When you let him in his house, he'll do greater works than he did when he was in his own body here in flesh. He'll do it through us. Isn't that interesting? And so, 
go after him. And if he's asking you to lay your heart out and you find out, well, my goodness, I ain't even got to ask for that. All I needed was him. Because if I'll ask and I'll go after it, he'll reveal himself to us. Amen. And while Jacob is wrestling with a theophany of God, wrestling now in a wrestling match, daylight's coming and God says through his theophany, his form that he was in, let me go. Like, like he couldn't have made Jacob let go. He loves it when we tackle him. Anybody want to tackle Jesus? He loves it when we go after him. And he'll act like you got me. Anybody did that? Parents did that with your kids? Act like you got them down and make you say calf roped. And the kid's like, I got dad down. I got him. I got him. I was loving that. But there's a purpose behind us pursuing the blesser. And God touched his hip and said, today your name's going to be changed because you found out what it is to really get a blesser. I'm going to change your name to Israel. And he walked different. And this is what I like about the story that got me and gets me honest with myself and daddy. As Jacob leaves that wrestling match walking different with a new name. <laughs> and he falls on his knees as he sees Esau in a distance. And he had gifts. And he's bowing to his brother Esau. He's not afraid no more. Amen. I'm telling you, when we, when we get in that place with God, we start seeing the value in others. We start seeing the, significant, the significance of us. We can't do enough. for Jacob was ready to give Esau everything. He messed his relationship with his brother for a season for quite some time, but he wanted it back. And he's seen something that he missed. And he found out how God looked. Even though God hated what Jacob did, God still invested into Jacob a heart for his brother. Anybody want to get daddy's heart on the level that you can be who you're designed to be, just like him? And if you're just like him, then everybody that's breathing is significant. They're valid and you can't hate anybody. Is that true? The only reason I dislike people, like Jimmy Evans says, he's still working on me. He's getting the iniquity out. He's getting the lies out. He's setting me free. Growing up, and I'm closing with this, and I'm going to pray for you. My little brother, and if y'all ever get to meet him, some, many of you hadn't met him, if you ever get to meet him, he'll make you laugh. He's funny. He's a nut. He needs Jesus in some areas too. <laughs> but my little brother told lies on me a lot. I was the oldest brother. And me and my brother Wendell, we got some good spankings. I would call them whoopings. 
The next door neighbor's kids would say, that was a beating. It didn't kill me. And I kind of got offended with them because, man, there were some of them whoopings I deserved. But some of them I didn't because he lied on me. And got me kind of offended with dad because you're, you're supposed to be able to figure this out and whoop him real good for lying. <laughs> oh, this is funny, y'all. I got to tell you this. My little brother admitted in the back seat while my daddy's driving to me and my brother Wendell. Yeah, I lie on you because it's funny. See, y'all get a whooping with me. And my brother Wendell, he must have had iniquity working real deep. Because <laughs> daddy's driving, and I kind of like wild because Wendell took him down in the floor. And man, they was a, they was a fight going on. And daddy couldn't get Wendell off of him. He had to pull over, yeah, pull him off. And, and dad was kind of like, wow, I can't believe you do that in front of me. Like, you know you're going to get a whooping. And Wendell said, I don't care, Dad. Whoop me all you want to. I just had to get him clear. Next time, he lies on us like he did. He told Dad what to do. He said, I'm, I, bring the whooping on because I had to get him. And Dad started laughing. That was so humorous to him. He looked at Billy and said, you got what you deserve, Doc. <laughs> got back in the car and drove off. I said, man, I missed my chance. But I didn't know it as a young man. I was making vows. I was making promises to myself that was creating mindsets, thinking processes, attitudes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it was blocking me from enjoying the best, but not for evil. God meant it for good. He allowed it. God sets the parameters. He allows it. He's into the details. Nobody is not going through anything that God can't help you navigate through, but let him navigate you. What am I saying? Pursue him. Pursue the blesser. You pursue the blesser, and you, he'll navigate you. And it, it's like easy and light now because the blesser's on board. But if the blesser's not there and you're pursuing the blessing, but I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm going after what I need to go at. I need this in my, it's like pushback. Frustration, anxiety, depression, all kinds of stuff's coming in waves. We could take a little lesson from Jacob and meet the blesser and align ourselves to celebrate him and the way he deserves to be celebrated and give him our heart. And some of you today, y'all have had enough. You've been beat up long enough. You're wore out. And this is, this, we're entering into a season. Really, I'm, I'm really closing right here. I know that what I'm saying right now could be another 15 minutes, but let me encourage you. We're entering into a season where we call it Jesus is the reason. But I pastor, and I'm in, trying to encourage people all the time. But there's going to be lots of people that say Jesus is the reason in the season. And they're going to go instead of what God's given them to be. If you got it, give it, y'all. If you got it, give it. Just don't take visa and give it.
Don't fall into the trap of our culture and go in debt because Jesus is the reason. Don't fall for that because precious people are going to be in depression when the new year comes around because they got to pay the bill. Oh, there, no, no, this is how serious it. There's going to be divorces because of it. There's going to be bankruptcy because of it. Now, this is the bad one. There's going to be suicides because of it. Because they don't have the blesser on board. They went after the blessing and got in trouble. Like Jacob. Have we all been like Jacob at some time or another? Thank you, Jesus, for the illustration of Jacob. And those illustrations are all over the Bible. But I had to forgive. But before I could forgive, y'all, I had to admit I had a thinking problem. I had to admit I had a self-will issue called iniquity. And I had to address it and denounce it and then forgive those that were involved. The blesser wants on board. He wants in his house. But if the iniquity's there, the mindset is settled. I just got this, man. I just, well, I believe God thinks. Bless God. And you become dogmatic about how you believe God thinks. But there ain't no evidence of the kingdom because the fruit's always stinking fruit. Jesus isn't there. You know the tree by the fruit if there's bad fruit I don't care what you know your knowledge is whacked out I don't matter how many tests you can pass if your fruit's bad I don't want to take the test you've taken I don't want that knowledge I want to hear from heaven so I can be free and heaven can come to me which is Christ in us the hope of glory and he can manifest Come on, the kingdom of God is in everybody in this room. The question is, is the king of the kingdom there? Open up, y'all. Let him in. <sighs> Could we stand? Blessing or blesser? Father, I thank you for the opportunity in this season that we live, that we can be a light and all the darkness that's all so obvious people are hurting, Daddy. And we need you, amen, to show your strength, your power, your love. To save, to set free, and to deliver so many that need a miracle in their life. And you're the hope giver right now, Lord. If there's hope it's needed, Lord. You see where it's at in this room. That everybody be filled with hope today. And that hope express the kind of faith that we know you're in charge without a shadow of a doubt, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for identifying every iniquity, every mindset, every thought process that didn't come from heaven. Help us to denounce it. And Lord, help us to release those that are involved in it and forgive them. We're seeking you, the blesser. We're seeking you, the blesser. 
We want every thief, every robber out of your house. Come, Holy Spirit, like Jesus demonstrated when he come into the temple and he turned over the money changers' tables. Everybody that was seeking the blessing, he run out the thieves and the robbers. Do that right now, Lord. Make room for your house to be a house of intimate relationship, a house of prayer, a house of, yes, Father, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to say it. I'm ready to do it. In Jesus' name. I'll pray for anyone today that let me, whatever you need, amen. I believe our daddy will meet that need. Guest, God bless you for coming. If you need to leave, you're welcome to go. But the next little bit, like we like to do here, we want to make sure we make room for heaven. And if you're here today and you're ready for Jesus to come to his house and take over, let us pray with you today. God bless you in Jesus' name.